Warning, you never know what's going to pop out of our mouth. We may or may not use inappropriate language, but you, if you know us, you can guarantee we probably are. Warning. It takes a minute for people to realize just what the heck is wrong with people, right? I mean, I guess so. For some for some cases. Some cases. Majority of cases. We're going to talk about today. Jill's going to get a little bit. A little bit? Going to get way personal. Way personal today. Because we feel like you are our family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that way you get to know us a little bit better. We're going to talk about Jill's health issues. Yeah, um, I've been struggling a lot, so I just, I needed a platform to talk about it and maybe get some help and advice, and you guys were the first people I thought of. So buckle up, because we're going to need your help today. What's up, what's up? I'm Sarah, the mother. And I'm Jewel, the daughter. And And you're you're listening to What What the F is Ladylike. off of our windows every day too huh (laughs) over here climate change climate change is a serious serious problem right joe uh yeah it is actively hugely going on in the world and we're noticing that i'm not a scientist just somebody observing you know in the background paying attention which paying attention I want to touch base on something real quick before we start our show. I, I, I'm not a big Joe Rogan fan. I don't support like some of the things, um, that he talks about, but that's totally cool because that's my choice that I do not want to listen to his show. I'm going to say something that's probably going to offend some people. And I'm, I just want to bring out a point of view of how I feel. Let's, let's take music. If we start censoring music, we don't get to listen to all the genres, right? You know, from rock and roll to hip hop to, you know, there's many times that music has, you know, been censored. We have a podcast and we are on Spotify. 
the people that back our show is is Anchor FM, who's actually you know it's 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 Spotify. So Spotify is the one who supports Anchor FM, and that's who pays our show. When you have a show, it's entertainment. We here on our show try to, you know, if we do something that's facts, we have everything backed up. Um, at the same time, you got to think of it as religion, right? Some people are Wiccan, right? Some people are Catholic. Some people are Protestant. Some people are Jehovah's Witnesses. Each- and some people just believe in the universe. And we can't tell one another what we can and can't believe in. Okay. COVID is a very serious thing. Even scientists don't know everything about COVID. They still don't. And I can talk on, on what my, what I'm going through, you know, um, with long-term COVID. They don't know everything about it. I wish that they would know, but they don't. So all we can do is the guidelines that, you know, are set right now at this time, at this moment, right? And of course, people are going to talk and speculate on what their experiences are. What, what somebody's experiences are, are what they are, right? Now, if we are going to censor things, let's take Mark Zuckerberg, for example. If you're going to pick and choose what isn't, what isn't fake news, get everybody up in an uproar. Um, there you go. If you're, if the government is going to tell us and start censoring everything that we said, what is our First Amendment right, Jill? It's freedom of speech. It's freedom of speech. But, I mean, I, I don't think it applies these days. Yeah. So freedom of, of speech is the very first amendment of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, even though we don't agree with Larry Flint, he took that to court and used that freedom of speech. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the social medias, they say that they're not a publication, right? But if you're swaying and stating what is and isn't fake news, which they they do push out a lot of fake news. And I will say this before I switch gears. Google. Pay attention to Google, man. Who do you think is running the show? Who do you think is running the show, Google? I mean, it's scary the amount of persuasion that Google has on all of these platforms. And if everybody would really research what it is that Google does, you'd be scared shitless. I mean, they take that vulnerable and they can persuade them. They can persuade them. My father was a big Neil Young fan. I support Neil Young. He has the right to, you know, remove his music. Joe Rogan has a right to have a show. I do not support Joe Rogan. There are many things that I clash with on him. This isn't about Joe Rogan. This is just about your constitutional rights, just like you would on any kind of other issue. Um, we all have those rights. So that's all I have to say about that. But in other news, 
SpaceX. Oh, good God. SpaceX. We're going to talk about SpaceX here really quickly. So SpaceX in, uh, in 2015 shot a rocket uh, that I believe wasn't it supposed to, it was, the mission was um, like a weather satellite to, to look at. Uh, it was supposed to, it was supposed to help with climate change. Supposed or monitor to it, monitor or, to be able to look at it from mm-hmm. space. Yes, something like that is that would be cool, right? Yeah, it would be cool if the right, it would be cool. But for the last seven years, all of these pieces started like you know, becoming space junk basically, right? As it was orbiting around the earth, right? Well, on March 4th. There's a piece that's going to fly into the moon. Crazy, right? It's going to go over. They're they're predicting it's going to hit um, going at 5,000, over at the 5,000 miles per hour, and it's going to hit the backside of the moon. And if you remember any of our previous combos, um, you guys should know what the moon does to our planet or what it does for our planet right. and our oceans. And in, in, in anything. Yeah. So did you know, Joel, that there was a gentleman that, that observes all this outside uh, junk? Junk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bill Gray is an independent re- researcher, and he focuses on all of you know things, you know, objects around the around the Earth. He's the one that that discovered that. He's the one that went, "Hey, whoa! This is going to happen, peeps! This is going to happen!" Yeah, I know. I've seen in movies that you know they were able to stop that from happening. One would think that we would be able to stop that from happening and people would care enough to stop it from hitting the moon. But here we go. Priorities, Pete. Priorities, right? Priorities. It kind of devastated me, but on March 4th, they're saying this is going to happen. Not when it's going to happen, guys. That's what they're saying. That's what them scientists are saying. It's crazy. Crazy to me. I mean, what did I told you how much it weighed? It was like some, like, I mean, if they can even know the weight of it, don't you think that... It's 15 meters long and to crash onto the moon then make an uncontrolled entry into Earth's atmosphere. The rocket booster is thought to weigh between three and four tons. That's a, that's heavy, man. Three and four tons, and it's going to hit going by over five thousand miles per hour. Yeah. Okay, so th- that's some scary shit right there. So I just saw that you know. Well, and then so this is so, guys. This is how we've talked about the ocean. You know, you put 
a foreign thing or you put something that's not supposed to be there there as much as you think it's such good intentions or you're doing whatever it is not you got to leave shit alone right as much as people want to explore and do all this fun shit you have to leave shit alone because leave it. what we've learned is from people doing what they've done with the ocean and not leaving it the fuck alone is we're fucked we're basically got to a point where we can't come back from it we're only having to try and fix the damages that have been done and it's really scary and if anybody wants to look more into it i scared the shit out of my friend and now he's looking more into it and he's like holy fucking shit balls yeah yeah Yeah. it's not good shit so if you guys want to do it please i please beg you guys to look into things stuff with space stuff with our oceans because those things are hugely happening right now Mm -hmm. and i saw that spacex launched another fucking rocket so that's great it's great it's great and i don't think we need any more people going to space that's unnecessary just for shits and giggles for fun just to say we went to space and it costed millions and billions of dollars when we need other shit done right now in our country Quit spending money on useless, pointless shit and fix the problems that we have now because doomsday is sooner to happen with all these shit, like with all this other shit happening and with the lack thereof of caring. Right, right, right. So, oh, I'm wearing Stand Up Fight Back merch. Stand Up Fight Back here locally in Oregon. Yes, yes, yes. We have our own merch. We we have a new, new piece, peace, peace, and love out there. So if you use the, if you go to Bonfire, and our merch is linked in the bottom of our description here. So if you click on that, and I did put down below, if you type in the number one, year do it all capital capitalize one the number one and then year you get a discount Woo! discounts discounts and we need it we need you know we we make a little bit of money off of our podcast but most of all we make our money off of our merch and that's how we stay afloat and right now we're going to be talking about some personal stuff um, with Jewel, and you get to get to know a little bit about our life. But yeah, and also check out Dying on the Inside with Josh Larson and his sidekick Rachel. Make sure you check them out. Check out Dylan's Art Glass, and that will be linked in the bio. I'm just going to dive in and talk about this, and then let's see how. How much is when Jill's going to go? Because you know she, she has a lot to talk about. She's got a lot to talk about. If any of you listeners um, suffer for, for any of these things that we are about ready to talk about, please feel free to reach out to Jewel on all of our platforms. Um, and our email is also listed down below. So, so soon after Emma, Emma, how, how old is Emma? Seven? My daughter just turned seven. Yeah, it's crazy. Last week. Shortly after Emma was born, Jewel started. This was a long, 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 long time ago where you were living in Spokane, right? Yeah. So basically, um, 
for my timeline, I would say like I stopped breastfeeding at around like 10 months. My daughter was 10 months old and it was weaning from breastfeeding to formula and all that. I don't need to get into all of her details, but um, basically I was breastfeeding for that long period of time. So for some women, you can have a period. But for me, because I was breastfeeding for that long period of time, I didn't have a period for almost a whole year. It was super weird. And it, they said it was typical and a lot of times for first moms and you don't get a period until you stop breastfeeding because of the hormones. So I didn't have my first period until if you follow along with us, we had to, after my daughter was like one, we moved to Spokane due to uh, Simon's work. And that's when I had my first period was up in Spokane. And that first period was a whirlwind and it was incredibly painful. They kept telling me, oh, it's probably because you didn't have a period for this long. So it's going to be intense. I'm like, okay. And it never went away. It was always painful, super bad. And then I started throwing up on my periods so and then like it was the beginning of my periods Mm -hmm. and then sometimes towards the end of my periods and then it was happening every month and every time on my period and it was on basically i would say on my period time and nothing was really kind of done up in spokane um the only relief that i got was I got pregnant with my son. So I got pregnant with my son and things seemed to get better. I was like, of course, in the beginning, I had the nausea, all that shitty shit that you get with the morning nausea. Mm -hmm. But I would say after I was about 13 weeks pregnant with him, I felt better, better than I did when I wasn't pregnant. And usually for women, you feel like, I mean, some women, you feel like shit pregnancy the whole time. Sometimes you feel good. I felt great. I was able to eat. I gained weight. I felt energized. I felt great. And then I had these other issues with him. And I was with my heart and a couple of other complications Mm -hmm. um gave birth to him and then i didn't i i this time i was breastfeeding i was pumping doing the same thing i did with my daughter i did not catch a break i immediately had my period right when it was scheduled to happen i had a c-section with both my children so uh it sucked um i had my period and immediately had an episode. What I call my episodes are vomiting uncontrollably and I can't stop. And that sends me to the hospital because my medicine at home isn't working. And that I, I didn't even have a month break, I don't think. And um, I would say from then on, I have been throwing up consistently more like multiple times a month or 
the least once a month. But right now, I'm throwing up two times a month. Mm -hmm. And when I'm saying two times, you may think that's little, but that's a whole day, a 24 to a two day period of an episode. And I'm vomiting that whole entire time in like a 24 hour period. It's horrible. And um, uh, I would say it's gotten worse since having my second child. And they have diagnosed me. It's called cyclic vomiting syndrome. That is what I've been diagnosed with now for the vomiting. And um, other things for the stomach, I've been diagnosed with is GERD. So like an acid reflux type thing. And now because of vomiting, I have developed these other health issues. And um, within doing my own research and having to unfortunately see these other beautiful women struggle just as bad as I am, they have struggled with the same thing where they have cyclic vomiting and then a trickling effect where all these other little things they get diagnosed with. So I have POTS. Sounds interesting, but that's posture. <laughs> Mom always loves to... I, I mean, every time I hear her say that, I think of something else, which, you know, I, but yeah, she... She has pots. Yeah, it's 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 a shortened term for it's postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. It basically means that if I move too quickly, if I go up and down, I have potential of passing out, and my heart race is it's it's not good. So I have to keep my blood pressure good, and I have um, socks, special socks that I have to wear, and I just have to be very alert and aware of things, which luckily I am. Um, I have also been diagnosed with Raynaud's phenomenon. An iron deficiency, iron deficiency anemia because I can't hold on to a lot of nutrients, which that is iron. I also have a vitamin D deficiency that I can't hang on to vitamin D. I am constantly on high doses of vitamin D because uh, for some reason they keep testing me and it's getting lower and the pills aren't working. I have hypermobility syndrome, which is basically my joints. Um, move quick too quickly and they can pop in and out of place quickly and it's not good it means i can break my bones quickly it's not good um and then you guys know i struggle with my mental health i have anxiety ptsd depression my depression is probably the number one that gets me because with struggling with all these other issues that i have the vomiting and all the stuff that's like and what do you say debilitating right on me it is super defeating on you and when you already are depressed with things that are going on in life and then your health depression and it's just you have mixed depressions and i have ptsd in different terms i have ptsd from life and i also have ptsd from my own health and that's me vomiting all the time i have i have anxiety of that and my body has now basically, it's its routine. Mm -hmm. My body's used to it now. And it's its not good. Um, and so I just needed to reach out and have this discussion. See if you guys have any insight or help. So this took place over a period of time. This wasn't some, like something that the doctors said, oh, this is what's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. It was, this has been a long time. Yeah. I didn't find out that I had cyclic vomiting until I think the 
beginning of last, maybe I think it was 2020. I think 2020 was when I got diagnosed with cyclic vomiting. And that was um, shortly after I moved back down here because my health got so bad. We were, Simon was missing so much work up there. He couldn't, we couldn't afford to live up there anymore. We just couldn't. My health was so bad. So we had to come back down here and I live, I got, I'm with my mama. My mama's, my, my mom and my husband are my number one support. I got, if I didn't have them, I don't know. So this was not anything that, um, that we could find out about right away. You know, she, every time she would go to the hospital, let me tell you, they would be, they would think she was a drug addict. And so that was like the first thing that they would be doing. Or look at me like I was crazy. Kind of. <laughs> like you're coming to the hospital because you can't stop vomiting. Yeah. Like, you know, so they would go through these checkoff lists and, and then she kind of would get pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. They chalked it up to, you know, having associated with her periods. And of course she ended up having, you had one surgery first. Yeah. So I've had multiple procedures and surgeries. Um, so I had a few before my big major surgery. Um, so the first one, they called it an exploratory surgery mm-hmm. because they needed to see what was going on. They needed to go in and see. And that was when I still had everything. They were looking at my uterus. They were looking at my ovaries. They were looking at my cervix, everything. And during that time, that was when it was discovered that, I mean, this wasn't good, but this didn't solve my problem either. <laughs> um, my whole uterus, <laughs> I wish it did. The whole uterus, so usually in the cases for women who have C-sections or have surgery during birth, you get a lot of scar tissue buildup. And for me, it's called lesions of adhesions. And so my instead of a a section of my uterus adhering to where I had my opening of my C-section scar tissue... My whole uterus was pressed up against my scar tissue, like of my C-section. It was like glued up, just like healed up like that, like stuck. It was stuck there. And so the doctor came out and talked to us and, and, and he's like, oh, I think we found out the problem, you know. He was very hopeful. He was very hopeful because I sat there with this doctor with Jewel mm-hmm. and, you know, he was talking about a vagal nerve. He was talking about all this stuff and he... So we were hopeful that that was going to be it. We're like, oh yeah. my God. Okay. Well, now he, he cut it off. He bandaged it. He was like, okay, basically put an internal bandage and we looked it up, made sure that it was a safe internal bandage we because, did, we did. because we were all, this was when we were all getting into our stuff in the beginning, kind of, I don't even know. I think I had one month, one month break. No, Mm-mm. no, I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. Mm-mm. No, Not even recently. even that one, she woke up. I mean, her waking up from surgery, mm-hmm. her waking up from surgery is a hot fucking mess. Okay. Every it ain't time. like, it ain't like, I mean, you can guarantee she's going to vomit, mm-hmm. but her heart starts playing a fucking number on her. And I can't control it. Like they're like, you're doing, you're doing fine breathing, but your heart is. There's, there's been a period of time where she didn't get enough oxygen. It was a hot mess. I can't remember what procedure that was, but her heart every single time is like a hot mess. 
and and it's it's very scary and then she's had procedures since covid and she's been in in the hospital and um and we have I haven't been able to be there because, in, especially in the beginning of COVID, they wouldn't let fucking anybody in. Yeah. Um, and and I felt pretty bad because she was at the hospital. We couldn't be there. Um, you know, your loved ones in the hospital, and but she she's had to have her uterus removed. Yeah, but I see. Okay, even before it's been crazy. So even before then, I also. Because of all the vomiting, doctors were concerned of my esophagus being damaged. So they're like, we need to look at your esophagus, make sure you don't have any. Esophagus didn't look good because I had been vomiting for years. And so they're like, you have esophagitis or whatever. But I, luckily, I didn't have the, um, the Barrett's or whatever. So that was good. Um, and then... Um, that was when that was the last one. And then I, that's when I had my hysterectomy. And uh, that was because it was happening on my periods. I could not have any more periods anymore. Um, also, insurance companies suck. Mm-hmm. they can fuck off because there was other treatments that I was willing to do before the hysterectomy to see if it would work and got denied over and over again multiple times even went through two different doctors to try and get the treatment and got denied and so I was like I can't do this anymore I, I'm beyond can't do it anymore and so I was like, I need to have this hysterectomy. If it's happening every month on my cycles, I need some break, right? That's in my head. That's what I'm thinking. I have the hysterectomy. Luckily, we agreed. We're done. I don't have a full total hysterectomy and I have my ovaries, but everything else is gone. Um, so I still have hormones going on. So that is something that is key that like me and my mom are like my hormones are off the charts yeah yeah and that goes her hormones have been off the charts so much that it i mean even when she first started getting put on birth control it did played a number on her i couldn't be on birth control. yeah so she had to be taken off of it because and then, i had depression major depressive like really bad and a lot of majority of the birth controls that they put me on made me more suicidal and Mm -hmm. more more into a deep mental health state that was not good and then when she was pregnant with emma i can't remember what month it was i was 20 weeks i remember 20 weeks and she goes mom i'm literally looking down my shirt i'm like (laughs) <laughs> I'm leaking out my boobs. I'm like, she was. Why am I leaking out my boobs? And like, my mom and my aunt are in there, and they just start laughing. And I, they're like, "You're lactating." I'm like, "What the fuck is lactating?" <laughs> I'm like, all new to this. And they're like, "I had to look it up. I was this. Everything was new to me. Looking it up, and then find out it's not normal." Yeah. So she was doing this when she was 20 weeks, and she's just lactating all over the place. So that was, I was told to me that I produced a shit ton of hormones. So that's why I started lactating. And it wasn't a little bit. 
It was not a little bit. It was not a fucking little bit. I wish it was just a little bit. It was a lot. I was yeah. pooling, pooling. Like <laughs> I had enough milk to feed a village. I had no problem. And the only reason, so for me, if you listen to what I said about the four, I only breastfed my son for four months. That was because I was vomiting so much that my nutrients, I didn't have enough nutrients. And so I didn't have enough to give to him. So because me being sick, I, he, he wasn't getting fat enough. And I, he wasn't getting all the nutrients from my milk. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even getting nutrients. So it was shitty. So I, unfortunately, I was sad about it. I cried to you when mm-hmm. I had to do it because I strongly believe babies in their first year should have that milk. And I had it. Trust me, I had it with Emma. I remember after she was born, um, I would have to pump a shit ton mm-hmm. because I think she wasn't even a week old. And I'm like yelling for my mom because my, they're so engorged and like huge. <laughs> and I'm wearing a shirt. I've, and I squirting through the shirt. Like you would think it would, I, they were that powerful that it was squirting through the shirt. And my mom was like, Oh, it was like, and I was poor baby girl. She was getting milk all over her face. I didn't know what to do. It was, hot mess. It was a hot, hot mess. mess. After the hysterectomy, um, again, like my mom says, I did after that surgery, it was horrible. I was having to be in the hospital. Usually you're, can be kind of like in and out. I, I couldn't. I had to go back to the hospital. Uh, I was in there for a few days because I couldn't stop throwing up. It was super weird. And uh, I was not good. And uh, from then on, from my hysterectomy, because my hysterectomy, I'm now in 2021, I was a year it was it would have been like a year anniversary from a hysterectomy um and since then i have been consistently throwing up um and now i would say since i i was supposed to have a colonoscopy done i um that colonoscopy process was very scary because i 911 was called that day yeah. I, that was the first time I ever rode an ambulance or anything. They gave me the old school method way of doing the colonoscopy, I guess. I guess there's so many other better yeah. ways. My mom says they don't, they don't do that anymore. I go, mom, they just did it to Joel. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, when I say I projectile vomited, it looked like how you see in like a horror movie with the scary people project, like it was straight projectile vomiting. Yeah. I, and I was so disappointed in myself because I was almost done. And like my parents were talking me up. My dad was sitting there rooting me on the whole fucking time because he knew how strugglesome it was. And I almost was fucking done. And I remember sitting there talking to him and I was like, I'm not okay. I don't feel good. And he's like, go to the bathroom. He already knew it because my family knows me. He's like, go to the bathroom. And I just, it all went everywhere, all over my bathroom. And (laughs) I, it wouldn't stop. I couldn't breathe. I I don't know what was going on to for why I wasn't breathing, but like I couldn't catch my breath and I wasn't choking on my vomit. I I know when it's like choking on my vomit. I couldn't catch I couldn't and try going in the shower, couldn't nothing was working. And my dad was like, We're not fucking around. 
call 911. Like she's, she's like, are you good? she's not breathing. And so 911 was called. Something to lighten the mood during that was. Oh shit. Yeah, no, no, no. I just, I just want to know because I'm very self aware of what goes on with me. This is what's really fucked up, I think, about it is because I should be able to be all loopy, but I'm not. And um, I'm sitting there with the paramedic people. <laughs> and by the way, I'm butt ass naked. I'm wrapped in a fucking blanket. And I'm sitting there and the dog gets out. Yep. I see the dog. Nobody else sees the dog. Only me. And I'm like, I'm literally like hunched. I don't, if you guys have seen me, hunched. And I'm like, the dog, the dog's out. <laughs> I was the only one who noticed that. So that livened everything up. But, um, yeah, that was pretty scary. Probably one of the scariest parts of my life because I couldn't breathe and I didn't know why. Um, and it took a while for me to be able to gain my air back. And when this happened, COVID was at, like, it's prime, man. Mm-hmm. This was 2020. Mm-hmm. So here you have 911 being called. They had to put masks on. You well, guys had to put masks on. And they were all hazmatted up, yep. even though, you know. It was we, for it, a different. Yeah, it, was it wasn't for, for COVID. But, but they were hazmatted up. Right. Um, it was a hot mess. I would say that was the last uh, almost procedure I almost had. And I feel like I've been given up on almost. So, yeah. And, and ever since then, I would say things have gotten worse for me. Things have gotten worse for me in my stomach and my vomiting. I'm, like I said earlier, I'm vomiting now twice a month. And mm-hmm. that is beginning of the month to the end of the month. So I'm vomiting like every two, what, two, three weeks. Yeah. One of them, one of the times she vomits, it's like clockwork. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, my billing, my billing month. <laughs> I'm in billing time and I work in construction. If, if you know anything about construction, you bill from the 20th to the 20, 25th. The 25th is the cutoff. And guess what? It's always around the 25th. And then the beginning of the month is like one through 10, basically like any days one through 10. And, um, I can chart pretty much all of them because actually I feel like there's been a few times this, Last year in 2021, I was really proud of myself because of me finding my own methods. I think I was able to not go to the hospital two times. Mm-hmm. And I was so fucking proud of myself. I was like, I did it. I got myself out of the episode without having yeah. to go to the hospital. But majority of the time and almost every single time, I have to go to the hospital to mm-hmm. get out of my episodes. Yeah. Um. So you can only be puking for so long, so many years before other things start happening to you. Think about it. You know, somebody who um, is bulimic over a period of time, you know, other things are going to happen. So Jules has been puking, not from bulimia, but um, from whatever is medically wrong with her over a period of time. And this has affected her whole life. Her whole life. You know, one thing is we started this podcast was to keep her mind off of things, right? That was one reason. Second reason is well, maybe she can earn some income. She, she is unable to work. They have denied her 
um, disabled. disabled, even though she can't. This, 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 what's going on with me is debilitating. Mm-hmm. I, I can't function. And without the help that I have and the support that I have, I wouldn't even be able to take care of my own kids. If I, if I was like a single parent, I would probably get my kids taken away. I, I, and I'm so thankful for my partner and I'm so thankful for my parents because they are the people that are right there to help mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And you probably noticed there are times that we're not able to do a show because she's in the hospital. We That's don't, we don't tell you that. She is. And she was in the hospital this week. But I put put my shit together <laughs> and I'm right here. Okay, guys. I don't I that's the thing is like so like I like she said, I did this to try and be a distraction because I hate it. I don't like I want to forget whatever's going on, but I can't because it's affecting my life daily. I wake up in pain, I go to sleep in pain. And it's never good, but this is my outlet. So that's why I always love talking to you guys because it is a distraction. We get to talk about other things, other hugely worldly things that are bigger than me that I'm passionate about. And I love that, but it's becoming like how she's saying we've missed a few times. And I mean, I think it's right for you guys to know kind of what's going on. And it's shitty. It's not fun. So this is going to be question and answer now. Okay. You know, for, you know, I'm going to act like a question and answer. Okay. So somebody with cichlid vomiting, what kind of support do you get from your doctors? You don't get a whole lot. They kind of um, want to throw a bunch of medications at you. And it's kind of also scary because I have had medications where it's triggered my episodes more frequently. So there was when I, before I had hysterectomy and I had my periods, it was where I was having my periods more frequently and heavier than normal. And then, so they're like, okay, that medication. So it was always like a test. I'm I'm a test. Mm -hmm. And so, um, then I also was told because I'm this medical mystery, uh, recently this was told to me that I am above a regular primary care's pay grade because I'm that much of a mystery. And he told me, he's like, the best thing I can give you is basically journaling my daily things that I I do, I eat, and that's what I've been trying to do. And at, at this point, it looks like not a whole lot of people in Oregon. I mean, I have to try and do more research, but I think I need to look outside the branch of someone who could help me better because... It seems like they don't have a lot to know about cyclic vomiting because I looked up on many things like TikTok, Instagram, and Google. And what I found out was cyclic vomiting is actually a hereditary disease. And so... And that's why you keep on asking me mm-hmm. all of these different questions. Right. And so I'm finding stuff out more and more about this. And so I'm like, okay, some, there had to be, and I have personal situation on my other side of my family that I, I, so I, there could be mysteries on that side that I don't know about, but um, I've been, yeah, I'm like, Hey, does our family have anything going on? Like stomach wise, like stomach's not right. (laughs) So every time you end up doing a test, something always comes back and added to what is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. So 
the last go round right now she's in a limbo right and there's something wrong with you that um is pretty scary mm-hmm. and it's it's like pretty fresh you know because you know she just found out last night through her my tarot account yep and that's kind of what strung this on mm-hmm. so do you feel i mean the my chart account let's let's talk about this because you have a lot of serious things that end up happening you end up finding out through my chart account before the doctors even talk to you right um probably majority of the time yeah there's some things where they don't put it on my chart so things like x-rays and those types of things i have to wait for a call ct scans but usually if it's like tests like blood work or any lab work done like any sampling of anything, I kind of, I see it right there, right away, whenever the doctors do, but they don't talk to me right away. And that, that, that tends to make you start kind of like having a little anxiety because you start looking it up and thinking the worst. And then you're like, you know, well, and the internet is such a dangerous place <laughs> because you can look up one thing and then you can have a symptom of something and then it's like trickling down a whole little effect thing and all this stuff. But the thing that luckily luckily in my journey of my health is that um, I have found trusted research, resources and places that good, get good information so that way you're not going to be clicking on ads and it's trusted medical information. So like, I don't tr- necessarily trust WebMD, but I do trust like Mayo Clinic because it is certified by doctors and they have the information on there. And so I like to go on there. It's more trusted than like any other thing because people can change it and all sorts of stuff. So I like the Mayo Clinic for a lot of my resources. So is there anything that has helped you through uh, cichlid vomiting that has helped to ease you because I mean now you're 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 vomiting like twice a month, mm-hmm. which it, it was once or we did get you to. Was there something that stood out to you that helped you through cichlid vomiting? Um, I would just say that I've, I I guess it's just more ways that I've learned to either cope or get through it and um because at this point because cyclic vomiting is at random i don't know i i I could try and predict the time i know it's going to happen at the beginning or the end of the month but i can't give a day time i mean i actually give you time it's usually in the middle of the night like around between like one to three or one to four yeah that's usually what happens for me but i can never pick like never a day i I feel like shit every day, so it's, like, really hard. Things can trigger me, but I don't know. I I would say you have to get your breathing. Mm -hmm. You really, really, um, I've had to look, and I had physical therapy, and they've taught me um, really great deep stomach breathing exercises Mm -hmm. and you have to it's so hard to concentrate when you're going through an episode but you really have to and even though some doctors may look at me and they're like oh you need to get your breathing i am getting trying to get my breathing under control 
but I get these things where I'm shaking and I yeah. can't stop. And that is because I'm vomiting and I'm losing potassium and I'm losing all, all nutrients. Yeah. So my body is going into shock. So it's not necessarily from my breathing. So I would say keeping your breathing under key though, because then if you don't, you're, you're going to lock up, you're going to lock up. You're going to feel like you're having a seizure and then fresh air and something new, new that I learned actually in my most recent episode and because I always kind of stood away from trying to put anything in my body when I'm having an episode. I'm like, no, not even water, not even anything. I, I, I'm going to throw it up. But if I'm already going to throw up, right? And I get to the point where I'm not throwing up stuff anymore and I'm just throwing up stomach acid, it burns and it burns bad. Something that I learned through a fellow other person by doing my research of cyclic vomiting their mother recommended, no, put liquid in your throat, put something down there. So that way you have a coating when you're throwing up again. Yeah. Which makes sense. It makes sense. And so this last time I was like, I'm going to take that trick. And I, I didn't chug water. Mm -hmm. I sipped on water and it tremendously helped. Um, my kids, I've always wanted to protect them, you know, and um, I can't protect them from this, from witnessing what I'm going through. And um, this last year, my daughter had to go through some trauma of me and witnessing some things that a little girl shouldn't have to. Yeah. She um, expressed to me really big emotions about thinking when I, she witnessed, she witnessed me going into the ambulance. She saw that. She thought mommy wasn't coming back. Yeah. That hurts. Um, and so I just want to get better for mm -hmm. her and my son. And I don't want, see, that's the thing is like, I don't want Jackson to go through what Emma's going through, but she's already going through it. Um, so that's the thing is like, it doesn't just affect me. It's not just a burden on me. It's a burden on my whole family. Well, you're not a burden. But what, what I would like to do is take this opportunity to try and maybe find, you know, hey, if you know anything about this, let's try to, you know, work together. Everything is better in groups, right? You're going to get more results if we find out other people, other listeners, okay. if you share our show. Um, to those people that, you know, do just, find out. Or just share it. And then if somebody that you, you saw you share was like, oh my gosh, I have, I have these symptoms or I, I would, or they have sickly vomiting. I will, I would love for anybody to reach out to me because I have yet to personally meet anybody that's going through anything like this. And I think it'd be super helpful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as you know, we're, we're your hosts, right? We're your podcast hosts. And we took the time to, Jewel took the time, which is something personal to express how she was feeling, how her, you know, medical to share it with everybody. Those results could be, you know, Hey, if you have more people coming together, maybe we can get more results 
on what has worked on somebody else. Um, what doesn't work, you know, have that little community, you know, maybe trying to get these scientists to look a little bit more into this, right? And the reason why we say again, is you never know what somebody's going through. You never know at all. So peace, love, and positivity to everyone is key. Key, you know, practice that. Get rid of those negativity in your life. You have one life right now. One life. The here and the now. Here and the now. And right now, Joel's okay. She's talking to you guys, right? The here and the now. Let's and I love, those... you. love you guys. Yeah, love you guys. Hey, remember we have some merch. Yes. We did it for you guys. We put that peace sign on there with a heart. Yes, you got to be that peace, love, positivity. I, I I, used to not live in the peace, love, positivity mindset. I've always wanted, I've always been peace. I've always said it, all that stuff. But I've never been into that mindset until most recently throughout this most learn. I've had to, I've had to relearn things. I've had to gain access to things that I didn't have access to. And you just... Things when you're a kid are so, it's just, they don't, they, they matter, but it's so much smaller than what stuff happens when you're an adult. And if I can say that to my children. And have health issues. I mean, fuck dude. Because there's some adults that just, they don't act like they should. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. So remember. Remember, peace, love, and positivity, guys. And always, hey, I know we wear masks, but if you're in the car, give somebody a smile. It doesn't have to be a full tea smile. If you don't become just smile, it may make their day. And if they don't smile back at you, at least you know you gave that effort and you were positive. Mm -hmm. Do the peace sign. Peace, man. Positive energy, positive vibes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. If, if I came rolling up into a car and I went... Hey, hey, hey. Love you. Well, I wanted to do that. But, just, but like, you know, like, don't be like resting bitch face. Just be like, smile, like, continue with your day. Yeah. And you can, I, I've learned that I can smile with my eyes. And, um. Hey, how do you smile with your eyes? See, like, so like, you have your mask. <laughs> so this is. Okay, let's do it. So you see your eyebrows. So I'm frowning. Mm-hmm. No, just... My eyes like go up. I don't know why. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Okay, so remember what we talked about today. So until next time, I'm Sarah. And I'm Jewel. Peace.
What the F is Ladylike is produced by us. Our theme song is by Comeback Karma. Don't forget to like and subscribe.